Time for another piano puzzler. Bruce Adolph is here with me at the Rose Studio at Lincoln Center in New York City. Hi, Bruce. Hi, Fred. Every week, Bruce takes a familiar tune. He rewrites that tune in the style of a great classical composer. We get one of our listeners on the phone who tries to name the hidden tune and the composer whose style Bruce is imitating. Margaret Chan is on the line from Carmel, New York. Hi, Margaret. Hi there. Great to have you calling in this week. Now, Margaret, what's your connection with the world of music? So uh, I went to college for music education. I'm currently a public school music teacher. So music has always been a big part of my life. And I'm just, the rest of my life is just to share it with everybody. I'm so grateful you do that. I went to public school in Portland, Oregon, and was really lucky to have that as part of my life. So I'm just so grateful for the work that you're doing, Margaret. And I, I, just, I happen to know there's more to your musical life than just teaching. What else do you do with, with music in your life? Sure thing. So in my free time, I run an organization called Songs for Change. And every month we host a virtual benefit concert and we raise money for different organizations that deal with uh, racial inequity. Ah, so glad you're doing that work too. Margaret, thank you for all you're doing with, with music in our communities. And you're in for a piano puzzler here. Bruce will play this. We'll see if you can name the hidden tune and the composer Bruce has in mind. Margaret, I don't know what's coming either. So if you need some brainstorming help, I'm here for you. Sounds great. Okay. And here's Bruce Adolph with your Piano Puzzler. Margaret, what'd you hear in that piano puzzler? Oh, wow. It's definitely uh, much harder when you're under the hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a hard one, I must say. It's tricky. 
All right. So I'm getting some, like, maybe, like, impressionist modern kind modern of Modern is good. Modern-ish, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So 20th century, or is that, is that, that's the ballpark we're in here? Yes, 20th century. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I wouldn't go with impressionist, but modern is good. Hmm. Could I jump in with a question? Would that be okay, Margaret? Yeah, go ahead. Is it possible we're in the American 20th century? Bruce? Well, yes, we are. Huh. Um, I'm just going to take a shot in the dark. I'm going to say Copeland. (laughs) And it is Aaron Copeland. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll take that as correct. (laughs) (laughs) Aaron Copeland. Bruce, what makes this in the style of Aaron Copeland? Well, um, The first easy answer to that is that the very first phrase and the very last phrase, which are the same, are from the Copland piano sonata. But then after that, Mm -hmm. the chords are Copland chords. He really had his own chord style. I mean, it's related a little bit to other composers of the time, like Stravinsky. In fact, he's sometimes called the Brooklyn Stravinsky. (laughs) But the chords are a combination of simple positions of simple chords, but slightly rearranged for more dissonance sometimes. Like, for example, here's a very simple chord that anybody might use, a major seventh chord. But he would probably position it like this. So you would hear the dissonances more. He also combined two chords. So you, you will get chords like this. That whole series of chords, which have possibly two names or three names. Uh, so they're composites. So it's, it's, it's tonal, but it's Copeland tonal. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, you know, it, it has a relationship, as does Stravinsky, to cubism, where yeah, different chords yeah. are in different planes kind of intersecting. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so well done, Margaret. You named the composer Bruce had in mind with your very first guess. And that's really the heart of the piano puzzler is recognizing those signature sounds of different great composers. But we still have the hidden tune that we haven't figured out yet. And I don't know, this one, this was interesting. This It's pretty well hidden. And I don't know, Margaret. Yeah, the harmonies are kind of t- I always. This is the part that I always struggle with, with the uh, piano puzzler. I would say the tune is right on top, but it is the harmonies that are disturbing you, for sure. I'm going to skip the first three measures and start right where the tune is okay. introduced. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Here we go.
Beautiful. Beautiful. I think I've got it now. Ah. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go ahead and guess Imagine by John Lennon. You got it. Nice. Nice. Oh, and that the harmonies are, I mean, the, the harmonies of John Lennon's song, Imagine, are so straightforward. Yeah. And what, what you did with them t- took them so far afield, Bruce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Margaret, that's great that's, that you heard that in the middle of all that unusual harmonization that Bruce did. Your, your ear was able to pick out that tune. Great stuff. Well done. Thank you. Okay, now that we know it's Imagine by John Lennon, but rewritten by Bruce here in the style of Aaron Copeland. Bruce, can we hear this one more time? Absolutely. That is just thrilling in a way to hear that. I mean, John Lennon's tune has a kind of brilliant simplicity and directness to it. Mm-hmm. But to hear it rewritten with those Copeland-esque harmonies, uh, like my musical brain is all the neurons are firing and are very happy right yeah. now. <laughs> you know, it's funny you should say that. I felt like it, they belong together in some <sighs> interesting way. And when I, I was playing this and my daughter came in the room and said... Uh, she said, that really works. I like that better, <laughs> which is kind of unusual. And Aaron Copeland was a guy, and this, I'm remind, I'm, Bruce, I can't help but think you gave this to Margaret on purpose because John Lennon had some real thoughts about music for change and songs for change and making that's, the world a better place. And Aaron Copeland did too, yes, wanted to make ex- the world a better place. That's exactly right. And I did pick that because I saw when, uh, when you had your description of the songs for change, I figured... Imagine is perfect for ah, Margaret, mm-hmm. I'm so grateful you called in and and you got the tune on your first guess. You got the composer on your first guess. That was great. And it was just wonderful having you play the piano puzzler this week. Thank you. 
Yes, thank you for having me. This is so much fun. <laughs> and when you're not listening by calling in and playing on the air, how do you normally hear piano puzzlers? Uh, I listen to uh, you guys on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. The podcast, which comes from our website at yourclassical.org. Margaret Chan, music teacher, and she runs the organization Songs for Change as well from her home in Carmel, New York. Margaret, thank you so much for playing this week's Piano Puzzler. Thank you so much, Fred and Bruce. This was great. Yeah, wonderful having you. And Bruce, we'll do it again next week. Bye, Fred. Congratulations on guessing another piano puzzler. And believe me, I know these are sometimes not easy. If only there were a way I could get ready for these. Maybe quickly learn a tiny bit more about a composer in like two minutes a day. Well, there is a way, of course, and it comes in the form of a podcast. I hope you'll check out Composer's Datebook, a podcast hosted by my friend and colleague John Burge. Begin every day with a two-minute snapshot of a composer, past or present. Look for Composer's Datebook wherever you get your podcasts.